coffee meets bagel. It's where I go to a cafe and hope someone buys me a bagel. Anyway, this is G Money, G Money Wustein. Wustein is not in right now, but uh, I'm assuming he'll be here later. Um, I want to start it off this time, finally, with uh, I told you I want to get to the Speed Gibson Secret Police, so we're going to start with that, and um, we'll be right back. I want to realize, man, the way I feel in me. of the International Secret Police. Clint and Barney send a cablegram in code to Chief Riley of the International Secret Police stating that a jewel smuggler was also aboard the clipper bound for Hong Kong. But they did not mention that Marsha Winfield, governess to little Jean Kingsley, is also going to China and has asked their protection during the flight, hinting that she too is seeking the mysterious criminal, the octopus. That same night, they surprise an intruder in their bedroom and after a terrific struggle, overcome the man and discover him to be the jewel smuggler who was aboard the China Clipper. After turning the man over to the local police, we find the boys talking in their room just as dawn is breaking. What a night. I'm sleeping along just as peaceful, and all of a sudden I wake up and see that guy's face almost touching mine. He was trying to hear what you were saying in your sleep, Barney. It's getting so a guy don't have any privacy at all anymore. People climbing up balconies and listening to every word you say. Yeah, we're darn lucky to get out of that as well as we did. What with you stirring up such a rumpus? What'd you expect me to do? Give that thug a sweet smile? Well, you gave him plenty of noise. And on top of that, you couldn't find the lights. Of course I couldn't. Somebody's foot was in my eye. <laughs> it sure was a mess. Half the time, I didn't know which was Barney and which was the jewel smuggler. Oh, so you're the guy that kept hitting me in the dark. No, Barney, honest. Well, if you ask me, we were lucky to get out of it as easy as we did. That smuggler waving his gun around like that. Hey, one of us might have been seriously hurt. I'll say. The darkness made it hard for us to see him. But I was lucky at that. Because he certainly couldn't see us good enough to aim a gun at us. You know, it's a funny thing. No matter what happens, I always get the worst of it. Must be fate, I guess. But if you don't keep your head better when any emergency arises like that, you won't have any fate. What's the matter with you, anyhow? You've had enough training in the past to be ready for anything. You're right there, old pal, old pal. Ready for anything. And believe me, I get everything. What did you expect me to do while that guy was jumping on my neck? Relax and enjoy sweet and beautiful dreams? No, but you might have feigned sleep a while longer. <laughs> that smuggler had a gun. You're telling me? That bullet parted my hair. Clint and me were just sneaking up on him when you woke up, Barney. 
Another minute and we would have had him. Well, you got him, all right. With me on the bottom of the pile. After this, I don't sleep in front of no more doors or windows. <laughs> well, that was your own idea, you know. You wanted air and wanted to see the moonlight. <laughs> yeah, and I saw stars, too. That fella had a punch like a pile driver. Why do you think he came to our room, Clint? Well, to get the key to our international secret police code. You mean our disguise is having fooled the octopus gang? They know who we really are? Yeah, I'm afraid so. By coming to our room, the smuggler proved to me that he was a member of the octopus band. And also that our disguises are useless. Then we can forget them? No, while they may know that we're the secret police, I'm sure they don't know how we really look. You know, me at least. You know, I've been careful of that in the past. And as long as they're not sure of my real appearance, I may be able to get through their lines yet. But, Clint, what about us? I want you to stay out of this whole mess, Speed. You're in it more now than I counted on. I'm sorry that I ever let Chief Riley talk me into bringing you along. Why, Clint, I wouldn't miss this for air anything. Not the kids like me to fight crime in every way we can. I'm luckier than the rest because I'm getting a crack at the octopus. Now, you've done more than your share so far, Speed. Capturing Blackie Spears in my room, discovering the jewel smuggler tonight. I'm proud of you. But now with the octopus aware of who we really are, I want you to just stay out of the picture. That's right, kid. You'll run into more danger since leaving Alameda than I've had in a year. But I'll say you know what to do in a pinch. So far, you've done all the head work of this outfit. Oh, no, Barney. I've just been lucky. But I sure wish I could do away with these glasses I have to wear for a disguise. Eh, you'll have to keep them a while longer, Speed. If there was no other reason for keeping our disguises, passport difficulties would be enough. If we assumed our real identities now, we'd have to do a lot of explaining to the Clipper officials. That's so. The Clipper captain and the crew don't know about us being in the secret police. But the octopus does. Yeah, the octopus. I'd give a lot to know just how much information he does have. the octopus call us here for? Anyone know? Does anyone know the master's desires until he has spoken, Splinters? No, but he seems to know what everyone else is thinking, though. <sighs> Gives me the creeps coming to this room. Nothing in it but that microphone for him to hear us and that loudspeaker for him to talk through. Your feelings are unimportant in the matter. This meeting is important. It is the first time the Hong Kong branch of the band has been gathered together since we first started operation here. Oh, yeah? Talk some more, Kwan Wu. I ain't been with you long, so anything you tell me is news. The band of the octopus does not waste words. The master is successful because he acts. Well, why don't he show himself? This mystery business is okay for the yokels, but I'd like to know who I'm working for. And what I'm heading for. You are heading for disaster if you keep up this foolish talk, Splinters. The master pays you well for the work you do. Yeah, but you've seen his face. Why can't I? I'm one of the best aviators in the sky. I can do everything with a plane but make it cook. And still I can't see who I'm working for. It is best not to, Splinters. I have seen the master's face because I am the only one he can trust. I have always been with him. Well, I'm sick of the whole business. I've been sitting around in this private underground hangar till I've forgotten what the sky looks like. I won't do it no longer. I want action. The master. You call yourself splinters? Huh? Yeah. 
Uh, Octopus? I have heard your complaint. Do you wish to leave my service? No. No, no, not that. When they leave you, they, they leave the world, life, everything. They never heard of again. I was talking foolish, Octopus. I'll keep my mouth shut after this, I promise. Your promises are less than nothing to me. One who hired you because you are a good aviator. Yeah, the best I can do. I, I know your record in the air. And also on the ground, Splinters. You are one of the lowest type of criminal. A renegade aviator. A man who will fly for anyone who can pay him. Regardless of the purpose. A man without conscience. Without heart. As unfeeling as the ship he flies. I... But I, uh... I need such a man for my work. But such a man must not complain. For then he will be punished. I have certain underground dungeons for such punishment. No, no. No, not, not torture. I ain't done anything against you, Octopus. I, I work for you hard. Don't torture me. I will give you a chance to prove your worthiness of remaining in the band of the Octopus. What? How? Anything. One move. Yes, Master. I have just been talking to the Honolulu office over my short wave set. Operator 41 was arrested two hours ago on a charge of burglary. Burglary? Then... Yes. Only Speed Gibson, Clint Barlow, and Barney Dunlap could be responsible, since their room was the only one he was going to search. Operator 41 must have been clumsy. The boy, Speed Gibson, was the real cause of his capture. A kid? For your information, Splinters, this boy is Clint Barlow's nephew. Barlow is not only the cleverest and most intelligent man in the International Secret Police, but he's raising this orphaned boy as his own and has taught him the rules of the Secret Police, trained him to follow in his footsteps should he so desire. And it is Barlow's heart that I will attack through his nephew. Since Barlow is our worst enemy, Master. The only one I acknowledge, Kwanmu. The only one who might end my career. But he made his one mistake when he brought the boy on this trip. For what reason did the boy come? Chief Riley thought that such a move would remove suspicion. All three are disguised, traveling under assumed names. For the time being, I shall allow them their masquerade. May I humbly ask why then you caused the warning note to be presented to them under the dinner check, Master? More to frighten the Winfield girl. Women are troublesome. I wanted her to stay away from China. Was she frightened? Yes, but the little fool has the courage of ignorance. She's coming to China under the protection of our enemies. Does she know who they are? Not yet. That note also worried Barlow, not because of his own safety, but that of his nephew. Speed Gibson is the vulnerable point in Clint Barlow's armor. What is your plan? First of all, nothing must interfere with our business of smuggling. The men I have assigned to take care of that will not concern themselves with this warfare against our enemies. Kwan Mu, you are friendly with Dr. Kingsley, the little girl's father. Very, Master. I see him almost every day at the consul's office. He thinks very highly of me. Good. The more you are in his confidence, the more you will learn about Marsha Winfield. I want you to work on that alone. You know the background there, Kwan Mu. Yes, Master. It will be a pleasure. Now for the International Secret Police. Here is Monsieur Pierre Dorsey and Jim at Earl Fletch. 
I am not attempting to interfere with their activities so long as they are aboard the clipper ship. That would be foolhardy. It is the stopovers that concern me. Those are the places where I can reach them. But Master Operator 41 is no longer flying with them. I know, but there are other ways. They leave Honolulu very short. They will reach Midway Island in about eight hours. They will leave Midway the following morning. Fly over the international date line and reach Wake Island Sunday afternoon. Splinters. Yes, sir. I want you to take my special bullet monoplane and fly to Wake Island. You will leave immediately and await the clipper plane from Midway. Do I go alone? Yes, but you will have a passenger when you return, at least. You'd better have a passenger. Yeah, I will. Who will it be? Speed Gibson. adventure <clears throat> that's part six there is a long fucking way to go i think that'd be fun right maybe start and end with one of those I'm trying to think of a different format I, excuse me i think i finally got a format down i'm so fucking hungry i went to a barbecue last night it was really fun i had been to a barbecue in a while sat over there looked over the ocean and shit it was out in the west portal it was nice anyway do the headlines thing naked capitalism links for 2918 baby it's the april 29th wow all right these are by lambert he's the best he's a writer he's a really good writer um anyway this fungus borrowed from ancient bacteria to defy gravity new york times there's also an original so i guess they took it from somewhere Art Gallery discovers more than half of its paintings are fake. <laughs> From the Independent? Yeeks. That's fucked up, man. Half, half. Wow. Okay. Markets struggling to believe. Remember, markets aren't a thing, people. Like, they don't have, like, emotions. You can't just fucking... <laughs> you can't just, um, you know, you can't hurt the market's feelings because it doesn't have feelings. You know, anyway, you could weirdly, no, because it's so manipulated. You could, I could say you could almost say that, like, if you went with a truly classical theory, right, that it's like the whims and notions of a collective people, right? But that's all bullshit. Anyway, but they're struggling to believe uh, evidence on U.S. earnings. Yeah, but a study that's from financial times behind a fucking paywall of course study investors who gives a fuck like who wants to read that one study dot dot uh colon investors may avoid companies audited by same partners of troubled companies thanks market watch another meh restructuring plan for deutsche bank great oh man the tsb shit that's crazy like Okay, anyway, let's let's see the headlines. TSB bosses are snap smoozing and boozing at Barcelona tennis match as customers still can't access their accounts a week after IT meltdown. Daily Mail, oof. 
TSB was an innovative pioneer of modern finance, and its spirit should be remembered. <laughs> I said pioneer, right? I think so. What, other, what else would you have said? TSB, that's fucked up, man. <laughs> like, they went in knowing that um, the like the testing and all this shit, when they, it's something to do with, they, they split from another bank or some shit, and they were like, hey, man. All right, well, we're going to use our new hardware, and it is not working. And people are going into the banks and not being able to access their accounts and shit. It's fucked up. It is super fucked. I couldn't imagine if I had my money in that bank, <laughs> and I am like, I want to do any anything, right? Especially for people who are used to having money, right? You know, I, I'm used to being broke at this point, so I'm like, all right, I don't give a fuck. I like, yeah, like to the barbecue yesterday. I went out. I had nothing but my bus pass, B. But I had so much fun. You know, I helped grill. We moved some shit in the backyard. Set up a fire pit. Super fun. Anyway. Uh, Surakistan. Pompeo briefs Saudi Israel on Trump plans for Iran deal. Pompeo's message to Saudis. Enough is enough. Stop Qatar blockade. All right. Or Yemen. <laughs> Brexit. Northern Ireland pushes Brexit talks towards fresh crisis. Yeah, I bet that whole border thing is going to be a motherfucker. Um, Britain must leave the customs union and not look back. Oof. Parliamentary progress of legislation introduced to implement Brexit. Institute for Government. Silence of the Skipels. Skip. Skip. Skip rolls, skip, skip pals. I don't know. Government blocks progress or uh, press reports. Media changed the record. Oof. Yeah, SKRI script, scripples, scripples. I don't know. Uh, North Korea. The memo. Korean thaw gives Trump a big boost. Yeah, I bet it does. That's fucked up timing. I don't understand what's happening in North Korea. Nicholas Kristoff, New York Times. Uh, Korean Peninsula in historic peace talks, thanks to activists, not Trump. No shit. We do tend to forget that the South Koreans have real agency in this progress in this process. China, make China in made in China 2025. Beijing's manufacturing blueprint and why the world is concerned. ABC um, <clears throat> revealed a number of suspicious financial transactions in Hong Kong, more than quadruples in six years. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, capitalism, baby. That's so when you roll roll in some of the fucking late stage, no horse shit, Ayn Randian style capitalism. I, for my money, I swear to God, that's what really uh, opened up North Korea. <laughs> it's sad as it is. I swear to God, it's because China has open markets and they looked at North Korea and said, there's a lot of fucking people here. That's a whole new market. Well, like like uh, a few years ago when Cuba opened up. <laughs> you better open. welcome to the rest of the world, motherfucker. Times are changing quickly. You know the new the uh, they got like a new king or whatever and shit too. I'm not surprised at all. It's just happen. It just so happens that it falls under Trump's, uh, you know, time in office or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's so weird. Anyway, talked about that last night. <clears throat> anyway. Um, making time for marks, not just the market. Trump transition. James Mattis. Criminal charges likely amid probe and intelligence contract. Federal News Radio. Oof. 
Like, that's actually from like the federal government. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I actually I went and listened to like a couple of their podcasts once. I'm like, oh no, these are like state officials interviewing state officials and shit. It's weird. Not even state officials, like, you know, I don't know, they're probably fucking interns or whatever, but you know what I'm saying? It's like all it's legit Washington shit. Like they wouldn't bring it up there, you know, if they didn't if you know, if they didn't think it was gonna get out there. That's pretty wild. Um, Trump takes a hard line on tribal health care, whatever that means. High County News. Um, Comey confirms in Clinton emails caper. The fix was in. File from the National Review. Andrew McCarthy. Jesus. Um, America is preparing for another attack on its democracy, Financial Times. There's a very simple way to assess the... Um, ten, oh, my God. Why can't I read? Tendacious? Oh, tendinaceous, yeah, 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 of such stories. Ask whether they present uh, hand-marked paper ballots, hand-counted public as a solution. Yeah, or even mention them. Exactly. That's all it would take. If you want honest elections, just have hand-marked, hand-paper ballots. That That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's a really simple solution. It's so crazy that they're going to do all this other weird, well, it's just for money, but it's still bullshit. You know, let's let the fucking paper people you know make a couple of bucks all right uh chance a rapper is right to criticize the two-party system well for sure um <clears throat> democrats in disarray jonathan alter democrats need less democracy to win in 2018 the democratic party war history and the aumf of uh 2018 uh why msnbc host joy reads hacking claims don't add up yeah that's weird <clears throat> the very specific 2006-ishness of those uh, alleged Joy, Joy Reid po- posts. The Nation. My bottom line is the same as the author's. There's nothing I find in the post from 2006 to 2009 that can't be understood um, or forgiven given repentance. It's uh, dissembling them in 2018 as a journalist that would be disqualifying. Not to mention Reed smear the Internet Archive. Yeah, increasingly important now that Google has crapified itself. Just for the record, Jason Scott t- uh, tweet. Maybe uh, at Amy Joy Show or AM Joy Show needs to put myself or <clears throat> at Mark Graham or at Brewster Kale on her show to talk a little bit about at Internet Archive because we wasted a week. Of normally really good work time having to explain, no, we weren't hacked, we're a reliable source, and we're not a conspiracy. By the way, all those old radio shows, I always pull those off of Internet Archive. They're local. They're San Francisco people. That's the shit. They were careless people. Federal James, uh, Federal James, Federal Jobs Guarantee gains steam with Democrats. Philly Tribune. Big Brother is watching you watch. You sent, you, What? Oh, yeah, you you sent spit for private DNA analysis. How long before the police get it? Yeah, for sure. I, that That's a weird side thing, like, people notice, like, a weird side article. Like, I've been telling people forever, like, why would you ever? I'm like, they can sell that shit, let alone, like, have the goddamn, you know, authorities find you from it. But, like, I wasn't talking to people who had to worry about their, you know, their anonymity or whatever. But the idea that they could sell any of your like biological information it's just too creepy for me i ugh, no thank you <laughs> you know oh look i found out i'm from someplace in africa i don't care i know that much my father certainly has <laughs> you know <laughs> so, jesus christ anyway 
Uh, software legend Ray Ozzy thinks he can safely backdoor encryption. He's very wrong. <laughs> Black Injustice Tipping Point. A monument remembers 4,400 U.S. lynching victims. It's a video from Bloomberg. Voiceover at odds with the visuals, which are as chilling as slavery itself. Yeah, lynching is far from cool. I used to have this book back in the early 80s, and I kept it for a lot of years. It's called The Black Book. And that book is so Afrocentric, and all it does is just like the history of black people in america basically through a lot of pictures and all you know so it's like motherfuckers of slavery you know it shows you like that the fucking triangle and that whole shit all the way through lynching those awful fucking photographs like they'll be like a burnt body like they'll lynch you and then burn you and shit they'll cut your dick off burn you it's the worst it's really horrifying Oh yeah, this is weird. The return of the new of the Negro Motorist Green Book. It's just called the New Negro Motorist Green Book and take the return off, but whatever. I just like writing. I like conciseness. Neoliberal epidemics. Here's one. Flint is finally moving to help kids recover from lead poisoning's toxic legacy. Oof. Not the best headline, but the picture of the man lugging free water jugs uh, through the snow is where we are. Crumbling Britain. Thousands like the elder, like my elderly aunt suffer f- as the public realm decays. Yeah, for sure, huh? You get to see what it's like in America now. It's <laughs> that neoliberal shit. <clears throat> we just had like a like a 15-year head start. Um, yeah, the public realm is not in decay. It's being li- deliberately destroyed as a matter of policy by neoliberals. Yeah, exactly. Class warfare. The teacher uprising spreads far and wide. Yeah. Fucking Arizona, I think, was the last one. They were, like, in Phoenix. Like, 500,000 people. Some crazy number. This is nutty. It's pretty cool. Or maybe 50,000. I don't know. It's a lot of goddamn people, though. It's nice. Oh, but you know what's really fucked up, though, is, like, they're, um... Unlike the other states, Arizona's not gonna roll over for no goddamn fucking teachers. <laughs> what a lovely position, right? So, like, the fucking governor's like, fuck you. There's, like, the school superintendent, like, of all schools, is like, fuck them. It's really sad. But, um, how Arizona's $5 billion in corporate tax handouts decimated public education. <laughs> there you go. The bizarre right-wing campaign to discredit striking teachers, Arizona teachers. Here's the other weird part. Yeah, I think that's where I, I know that's where I got that from. I read that yesterday. But um, what's actually uh, really interesting was that document that came out that was like uh, from like the RNCC or some shit. And they're just like, hey, um, here's the way. (laughs) It's just, it's like a Mad Libs for for you know dealing with teachers on strike it's really fucked up in her name of city here aren't they doing enough for our children no not um like uh if we pull from this and we're gonna have to pull from blank and like just these stock ass answers and shit it's really funny it's crazy um building prisons in appalachia oof that sounds awful no janice is not a trojan horse jacobin that's uh that's where uh, lambert writes for uh, toiling over a puddle of blood. Oof. Why these warehouse workers are standing up to abuses. Jesus. Data workers of the world unite. Fuck yeah. 
Why we should bulldoze uh, the business school. That's a really good article. I read that yesterday. I saved that one on my phone. It's a really solid-ass argument about the problem. It's trying to get to the the actual problem instead of dealing with like all the um, externalities of said problem. Because, you know, business schools are relatively new. They didn't really get started until the 50s. Like, technically, the first one opened in, like, 1831, but they were not a real thing until post-World War II. So, like, my mom is older than most fucking business schools. That's weird. You know? And the thing that they're, like, so fucking big right now, you know, it's it's really shitty. Like, anyway, maybe I'll go down the rabbit hole later on that one. Because that's just, it's really insidious what they do. All right. Uh, uh, Neanderthals, Stone Age people may have voyaged the Mediterranean. That's cool. Core memory upgrade for our studio. <laughs> yes, magnetic core memory. Okay. A high schooler has upended a fundamental chemistry theory. Cool. Aw, and the cutest little... What the fuck? <laughs> it's like a little monster. Like a fox-looking thing. Like a baby fox or some shit. All right. Anyway, cool. So that's the news. That's what's going on in my world, your world, our world. Um... Yeah, let's go with some music. of the International Secret Police. Ceiling zero, ceiling zero, ceiling zero, ceiling zero, Barlow, his nephew, Speed Gibson, and Barney Dunlap, all of the International Secret Police, are flying to Hong Kong in the China Clipper with orders from headquarters to capture the criminal, the Octopus, whose powerful crime organization, like the tentacles of a giant octopus, embraces the whole world. At the moment, our three friends in disguise are halfway to their goal, having just landed at Wake Island. They have already had trouble with spies of their enemy, but do not know that the octopus has sent a renegade aviator splinters in a fast bullet plane to Wake Island to kidnap Speed Gibson so that Clint will be detracted from his purpose. Meanwhile, a weather report has warned that a typhoon is heading out of Formosan waters. The clipper passengers have been asked to remain indoors. We find Speed, Clint, and Barney restlessly pacing back and forth in their room at the Clipper Inn. Gee, I always we didn't have to stay inside. I'd sure like to see that special two-seater plane close. Wonder who it belongs to. Yeah, I wonder too, Speed. I don't like the looks of her. 
What do you mean, Clint? Now, it's very unusual for any sort of plane to land at Wake Island excepting the clipper ships. It's too far out. Uh, that little plane must have terrific power. I wonder why. Maybe some guy's trying to break another record or, of some mm -hmm. sort. Maybe. I don't like the looks of it right at this time, especially on top of everything else that's happened. You mean the jewel smuggler that tried to break into our room on Honolulu? And also that note from the octopus that warned everyone at the table to lay off? Yeah, I'm uneasy whenever we're off the clipper ship. When we're on land, even in mid-ocean, the octopus has a chance to strike. I'd just like to see him start anything way out here. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, well, well, what courage you have, Grandma. <laughs> you jumped a mile, Barney. Oh, me nerves are all shot. It's them goony birds, I think, or those other feathered things that moaned. I wish we were in China. Well, don't worry. We soon will be. Remember your disguises now. Uh, who is there, please? Gene and Marsha. Oh, just a second. I uh, hope we didn't disturb you. Just wanted to see if you had gone down to the lobby yet. No, but we will now if you'll guarantee us your company, Miss Winfield. Oh, try and get rid of us. When I asked for your protection until I could deliver Jean to her father in Hong Kong, I really meant it, Mr. Fletcher. And you've been so kind on the trip. I don't know how I can ever repay you. Why, it's a pleasure, ma'am. Down in Texas, there's nothing we like to do better than protect women and children. Uh, well, if you and you are ready to leave the room and go down to the lobby, Monsieur Fletcher, I will lock the door. Oh, sure thing, Mr. Dorsey. Come along, Earl. I'm coming, Pop. There we are. I do not believe anyone can get in the room without our permission. I hope not. Your experience in Honolulu was enough for one trip. I should say so. Mr. Fletcher, all of you, I don't know just how to say this, but ever since Earl rescued Jean from drowning at Waikiki, I've felt as if you three were our only friends. I've already told you that the octopus has had a sinister influence on my life. I told you that because I trusted you and felt that all three of you are not... Quite what or who you appear to be. Well, uh, I do not understand what Mademoiselle means. Oh, I'm not saying all this because of idle curiosity. I think you know that. Perhaps I'm trying to warn you. Oh, I don't know. It all sounds so silly when I try to put it into words. But that plane in the lagoon... The bullet plane? Yes. This afternoon, right after we arrived, Jean went down to the beach to look for some more shells. She found some right beside the plane... And while she was collecting them, the aviator came down, not seeing her since he entered the plane from the other side. And he put on his flying helmet, twisted some dials in front of him, and talked into a little round thing, giving some sort of mixed-up letters and numbers. Shortwave radio with earphones concealed in pockets and his flying helmet, just like the United States Navy uses for plane-to-ground communication. Oh, Mademoiselle Jean, now think. Can you recall the letters and numbers he used? Mm. No, Mr. Dorsey. But whatever station he was calling was in Hong Kong. Hong Kong? Say, what about... Oh, wait, wait. Isn't that the aviator? There at the other end of the lobby? Yes, that's him. He's watching us. Doesn't look very mysterious to me. But maybe we are attaching too much importance to him. Our staring has probably attracted his attention. That's what I think. Look, there's the clipper captain over there. Let's go and ask him about this typhoon we've been hearing so much about and forget that flyer. Very well. Are you coming, Earl? I'd like to stay here and look at this case of shells, rocks, and stuff that have all been taken from this island, Mr. Dorsey. Me too. All right, but be sure and not go outside. Remember the typhoon warnings. 
Danger signals, Earl. I get it, Mr. Dorsey. Don't worry. And keep an eye on Jean, will you? You bet, Miss Marcia. Hmm. I wonder if that aviator is really trying to establish a new speed record between Guam and Wake. What do you mean, Earl? Monsieur Dorsey and Pop were asking about him right after we landed. Of course, you know that anybody who lands here is questioned by the authorities to find out why they landed. Because this is one of the government naval bases, and they don't want anyone around who hasn't got a good reason to be here. I don't blame them. This fellow had good credentials, all right, but that doesn't mean anything. A criminal always makes sure he's protected that way when he's really up to something. Why, Earl, you talk just like a detective. Uh, no, I don't, Jean. But I am kind of curious, because I think that guy's way out here for something more than just a speed wreck. I wouldn't be too curious, Earl. He looks like a villain to me. A villain? You wouldn't know one if you saw him. I would, too. And you better be careful of him. Say, listen, I've got enough people telling me what to do with Pop and Monsieur Dorsey without you adding your bit. All right. But let's look at these shells and things instead of that man. I think they're lots more interesting, don't you, Earl? Huh? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. You're not looking at them at all. I'm watching that aviator. He's coming over here. Do you think we'd better tell your father and Mr. Dorsey? No. They're busy now. And I'd like to talk to this guy. You go look at that map over there or something, will you, Jean? No, I want to hear what you're going to ask him. But, Jean... Is it another mystery? No, it isn't another mystery. Oh, hang around if you want. But let me do the talking. Sure. Hello, kids. Oh, hello. Hello. Saw you two coming off the clapping list. Kind of interested in knowing how you liked the trip. Oh, it was swell. Like flying, huh? Yeah, I I do some of it myself. You do? How old are you, kid? Fifteen. And I'm twelve. Imagine that. Kids your age flying over thousands of miles of water. And what'll you be doing when you get as old as me? What are you doing? Why, oh, I'm trying to establish a new speed record between Guam and Wake Island. Bet you could. We saw your plane during our landing. Looks plenty fast. Would you like to see it close? Oh, we couldn't do that. There's a typhoon heading this way. Oh, we have time before that strikes. You can help me check a mooring. You'd better stay here, little girl. But your friend here and me will go to see to it and be back as quick as a wink. That's a good idea. You wait here, Jean. But Earl, remember what Mr. Dorsey... I know, I know. If they should notice I'm gone, don't say where. I'll tell them all about it when I get back. But supposing you don't get back? Well, what's going to stop me? Come along, young fellow. If you want to take a look before the typhoon strikes... Come on. Earl, don't go. Please don't go, please. So, you see, Mr. Fletcher, according to our calculations, Wake Island will not feel the full force of the typhoon. It will pass southwest of us. But for safety's sake, I want all my passengers to remain here in the hotel. Good, that's fine. When do we eat, Captain? <coughs> will the clipper be delayed in the takeoff for Guam, uh, Monsieur Le Capitaine? Oh, I don't think so, Mr. Dorsey. We're in constant communication with Guam, and they say that the typhoon will be surely safely passed by the time we're ready to leave Wake. Well, I guess I'd better be getting back to Jean. She's still over there by that case of rocks and shells. But I don't see your son around anywhere, Mr. Fletcher. Oh, he can't be far off. Let's mosey on over there. 
thanks a lot for the information, Captain. Yes, indeed. You're entirely welcome. Uh, Monsieur Fletcher, the aviator is also missing. Uh, what? I certainly hope that we will find Earl somewhere about. Oh, Jean will know where he is. Jean, honey! Oh, Marcia, I'm so glad you've come. I'm getting sort of worried. Worried? Why? Earl went outside with that aviator that you were talking about. Outside? Why? What did he tell you? Why, Mr. Dorsey, you're not French anymore. Never mind that, Jean. Why did he go after we told him not to? The aviator wanted to show him the plane. That he could help him move it better, too. Oh, well, what's wrong? Come on, let's get out there. Yeah, we're not too late. Oh, I don't understand, but if Earl's in trouble, shouldn't we ask for help? No, we can't, not yet. Quick, let's get out the door before anyone tries to stop us. Miss Winfield, you wait here with Jean. Hold everything. I'm going to open the door. Oh, if I could only do something to help you. I told Earl not to go. <laughs> Watch yourself, honey. Everything that isn't fastened down is, is apt to go up in the air. Help me shut this door. Uh, uh, can you... Can you see anything at speed? No, I can't even see the plane in this wind. Well, come on. we got to go down for war. Here, link arms with me. We'll have to fight this wind every inch if we expect to get down there. Lean against her. Speed! Speed! That saved your breath. He couldn't hear us in this wind. Clint, look! That column of water racing toward us. The typhoon whirlwind. Down on your stomach, Barney. Down flat. It's our only chance. I'm trying to get through this thing. I was like, Jesus Christ, if I, <laughs> I do one a week, I might never stop doing this ever. But um, anyway, like that's a bad thing. I was thinking, I've been, um, I got on this weird kick of uh, like having really weird mental connections watching these old uh, 1980s fucking uh, cartoon theme songs, because this shit takes me back to, like, when I was, like, a three- and four-year-old, like, it would just be flashes of things that I hadn't thought about, hadn't, like, you know, it's like, it's back there, like, I know it, but at the same time, it's like, I, 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 I couldn't remember it, so I went sort of, not exactly down a rabbit hole, but <clears throat> I listened to one collection that was pretty cool, and, um, I was gonna see if I can pull that up, it's like, 15 minutes not that long but you know because they're just theme songs because i'll tell you what it was actually that got me started it was the uh, pole position theme because that song is so fucking good and um yeah let's find that fucker and put some music on and then uh while i'm scrounging it out all right fuck me 
us once. He thinks by kidnapping speed, he'll throw you off the track and you'll hunt the, for the kid instead of him. Yeah, come on, boy. Let's go down. I want to get my hands on that aviator. The plane's still there. Clint, you don't think that rat would take off in a typhoon? No, I'm not thinking until I know. You'll be able to see if the plane's there. She's right get around the corner of the hotel. Why did the kid ever leave the hotel in the first place? He knew that pilot was under suspicion. He had some idea in the back of his head of learning what he was really up to. Why the dickens did I ever allow him to jump? Systems beam down from the space station sky vault, becoming man and machine power extreme. Max Ray, brilliant sea operations commander. Jake Rockwell, rugged land operations specialist. Ace McLeod, daring air operations expert. Whatever the challenge, they are ready. The Centurion!
31st century, Ulysses killed the giant Cyclops when he rescued the children and his son Telemachus. But the ancient gods of Olympus are angry and threaten a terrible revenge. Mortals, you defy the gods? I sentence you to travel among unknown stars. Until you find the kingdom of Hades, your bodies will stay as lifeless as stone. Ulysses, the way back to Earth has been wiped from my memory. You are alive, my son. ordinary teenagers until one day we met some new friends from out of town they were called dinosaurs my friends and I became the secret scouts allies to these dinosaurs from outer space and joined in their battles against Genghis Rex and the evil Tyrannos the dinosaurs are well, follow them! Surrender, or pay the consequences.
journeyed to Earth, seeking our help. In return, they gave us the plans for our first hyperdrive, allowing mankind to open the doors to the stars. We have assembled a team of unique individuals to protect Earth and our allies, courageous pioneers committed to the highest ideals of justice and dedicated to preserving law and order across the new frontier. These are the adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. the stars to save the universe from the monster minds. Jace searches for his father to unite the magic root and lead his lightning league to victory over the changing form of Sawboss. Wheeled warriors explode into battle. Lightning strikes. There's a power that comes from deep
There you go. I don't think Wheel Warriors is the best, but I do remember the fuck out of Wheel Warriors. That's really weird that, um, <laughs> I don't know if it's weird that it hasn't come back, but I do know that it hasn't come back. And I think part of it might be, <laughs> it's like intrinsic anti-nature stance. Like, everybody in the fucking thing, the whole goal of them, it's like man v. nature, and they just, like, decimate the woods. Like, part of the opening credits is a dude driving, like, a drill tank, like, through a plant, you know? I'm like, I don't know. You know? It just be might, might be a little too obscene in that way nowadays, just because it's fucked up. Anyway, that's a lot of fun. Wrote down a couple uh, notes. Let me get situated here. All right, cool. There you go. Yeah, we'll put it. It's a cool fucking song. Yeah, all right. So I wrote down a couple of notes while I was watching it. Because <laughs> it's so weird. Um, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to pick fucking uh, TV shows sort of by theme song. Like, if I really liked the theme song, I'd be into it, even if the show was bad. Like, even, like, you know what? I, I remember I'd even spot out time and, like, debate in my head. Like, or maybe out loud even. Who knows? But, <laughs> um which which theme song was better and like which show would be worth watching so like if the fucking if cops was on opposite um care bears i'd listen to the care bears theme and watch cops you know what i'm saying it's like that you know <laughs> right because i love the fucking care bears theme but there's no fucking way with that, uh, as soon as it opens up, it's like, doo -doo 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 -doo. it's such a child show. <laughs> it's like, hey, how are you doing? Can I make you happy today? I'm out, B. Fuck you. I got fucking weird gunfights on the other, <laughs> on the other fucking, uh, you know, weird aliens and shit. Um, I also noticed um, how, how anime and, like, how much anime shit is... Uh, like influence i think that's why i don't like it now i think it's because it made it felt old when i was reintroduced to it when i was like 15 or something but i, I didn't know why i was like I, i'm not a big fan of that i've seen a lot of that because like a lot of those goddamn shows were just you know what they used to call japanimation brought over and uh yeah so that was weird um what else oh uh <laughs> spiral zone when I heard fucking Spiral Zone, I used that, that, that was like an old, like, it's so weird to hear that song because, like, it used to be an earworm when I was a kid. Like, fucking the Spiral Zone? Yo, B. <laughs> that song gets stuck in my head and, like, eventually, I guess the memory of the song got so pushed back like into my brain i'd forgot about it and then as soon as i heard fucking spiral zone i was so in that's the one that hooked me i was like oh my god fucking spiral zone bro yeah that was awesome but speaking of shitty ones like masks mass has a shitty theme song like shitty 
<laughs> shitty show. Kind of, I, I used to like the toys sort of, but the guys were so small. They're like a choking hazard. Every fucking guy that they had, the little guy in the gray suit, <laughs> head mask in the red car. Ugh. Let's see what else. Oh, man, yeah, Thundercats. Um, I always forgot. Well, I didn't forget, but I. it was nice to be reminded that my favorite part, my two favorite parts of the Thundercats theme is when that big gray truck comes driving through the thing and then uh but my ultimate favorite part is when lady thundercat comes torching through all those dudes and then leaps into the air it's so graceful it's so beautiful it's like it and it stings like on the music and everything it's like bing and she just goes up and it's so fucking cool when she lands and then she does this like fucking kick ass like kung fu move with her weird sticks or something it's so cool it's 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 really beautiful and uh it's really amazing how much those things really influence the way you do shit later in life and like perceive things at least for my personal self you know like i notice a lot of the like the angles i it, weirdly influenced by the japanese and i didn't know it you know it's like oh yeah really weird um oh the adventures of the galaxy rangers i weird that's a weird one <laughs> it's like that was the original when i th when they said space cowboys was coming out with clint eastwood that's where my mind went was four dudes on horseback like on the back of like a moon type shit just riding through the dust and they got robot horses and shit it's like <laughs> that's totally where my head went i was like oh dude that I was so entertaining that idea in my mind, and then it was like I uh, bummed out when it turned into, you know, just four old guys trapped in a space capsule or some shit. Like, fuck you, man. That fucking space cowboys is gonna be like fucking space. Like they have the hat, you know, the cowboy hats on in space. <laughs> They're riding like a motherfucker through the non-wind. I don't know. It's pretty cool. I like that shit. Yeah, wheel warriors. Yeah, God, it's so weird. Oh, and what's really fucked up is like I still remember like three quarters of the lyrics of those songs. That's how deep those bitches are into my brain. It just tells me, holy shit! Like, if I ever get a kid or whatever, have a get a kid, have a kid, find a kid, steal a kid. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I would absolutely like notice what the fuck i'm playing for in between the ages of say two four six yeah between like two and eight maybe you know like <laughs> they're just so crazy in fact i'm gonna i'm gonna deep dip i'm gonna try to like do a weird sort of uh dip into the well out dip into the well out with uh, my music their music and uh, do a sort of a thing here so let's start with my music and uh We'll be back.
like a bear. A great grizzly bear. A Berenstain bear. We are the Berenstain bears. Mama! Papa! Mister! Brother! We appreciate each other. We live in a split-level tree. Mama, Papa, Sister, and me. have entrusted their royal treasure to these pups. Now from a nearby castle rules the wasteful King Max. Shaggy, we must find the royal treasure. What? Shaggy! <laughs> oh, yes, sire. I hate fucking dogs in cartoons. I don't get why they're there. <laughs> that shit doesn't make any sense, man. Dogs can do like three fucking things. They can run. They can bark. And they can fall down. And that's it. There's your comedy. It's the most slapstick horse shit. Anyway. It's so shit. This is cool. Star. The power star is split into the power sword. This is all alphabetical. And the star here. sword. And so, with star sword in hand, Black Star, together with his allies, sets out to save the planet Sagar. Lou Shimer. 
This is his destiny. I am John Blackstar. John Chimer makes a lot of really good weird cartoons. When you're cartoons. feeling bored or blue, watch out for the munchies. They find ways of making you munch when you're not hungry. Here, munch this. Here, munch that. Soon you're not just bored, you're fat. Go on out, find stuff to do. Get munching off your mind. Soon you'll see you're feeling great with the munchies left behind. Watch out for the munchies. Another nutritional message from the ABC Television Network. fucking brave star a lot more than i like these old cosby intros but <laughs> like i used to like i don't know if it's part of my little native american heritage or whatever but fucking brave star came on man i was in it looks cool too it's really cool to see like how the animation changes over um like over the ages or like over over time basically it's really it's really neat because you can see where they they're making a break between like filmation or film nation or whatever the fuck it's called and the like what would end up being like the Ralph Bashy uh Ren and Stimpy when it gets into like uh you know Mighty Mouse type shit into Ren and Stimpy and you know they they like there were so many animators in LA what was that uh oh god not Rick and oh, what the fuck, Todd and Mike's fucking animation. <laughs> yeah, but <clears throat> Spike and Mike's. That's it. Spike and Mike's. There you go. Anyway, there. Oh my God, the 1980s when they decided to do like all the Bugs Bunny shit. It is so shit. They have this awful, 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 awful. <laughs> oh, it's on right now. It's so gross. They just. They did like a 1930s style animation where they do like four fucking moves. It's over, 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 left, over, 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 right. They throw this cane that has no gravity and it just comes down on the music and the word. It's just, it's like insulting. It's fucking insulting every time I see it. And then they come in with these retouched fucking tuxedos with all the cast, which is, it's like, it's so obviously retouched and it's like, what are we doing here, B? Like, the original cartoons are so much better. The idea that you would fucking come on here and intro your show like that is nothing but a big fuck you to, like, all your fans. 
it's like what the fuck and it's the dumbest song that they've come to it's like the worst oh man anyway whatever i I still hate dogs and cartoons i don't give a fuck i know it's because people love dogs and so they're oh they'll fantasize well what if my dog did that right i get it it's like fuck you man they're so tiresome slobbering and shit I do like, uh, I love Roadrunner Wiley Coyote, <laughs> but who was I looking at? Oh, who's, who the fuck, uh, oh, what's his name? I can't think of it right now. He's so crazy. He's, he's loony, that tune. Daffy Duck. That's still my guy, because I know that guy. I know a, I know of like a few fucking Daffy Duck dudes and ladies. <laughs> I know a lot of Daffy Duck motherfuckers, man. I swear to God. Like, oh my. <laughs> like, there's this, like, it intros the cartoon. There it is. And look, oh no, this might, nope, that's not their original outfit. They did it like three times in the 80s. The exact same intro scheme with different layered outfits and shit it's so shit but one of the little like uh introducing you know daffy duck or whatever the fuck they would intro it daffy's like he's looking in one of those old-fashioned cameras that you used to have like a flash like on the outside you stick your head under the hood (laughs) he's got the little telescopic lens and you you know pull it out pull it in well you know if it's daffy duck right so it's going off of fleischer like logic and like a hand like the the hose or the telescopic lens reaches out and squeezes the you know to be photographed nose and <laughs> so, so stupid <clears throat> but as soon as it comes back like, you know, first off, the guy's nose, I think it's Porky Pig or somebody, his nose, he's like, what the fuck? You know, and <laughs> Daffy just starts doing full Daffy. He's like, <laughs> you know, just just like the minute, the instant that thing comes back, he just starts bounding out of the fucking thing. And I know so many of those dudes. Anyway, just here. I, I can't just cock you. Here's how shitty it is. I do like the uh, the old sixties curly cue like style backgrounds and shit on there. That's pretty cool. I really do. I really love the art design on fucking all that stuff. But that song, that intro is so it's like it's like it's that's what's so crazy. It starts with the worst. Maybe that's part of it, right? Get starting with low that's a weird way to like uh, approaching your art. Start them out with low expectations. And then, you know, show them the actual old shorts and people will like flip their brains out Boom! oh god i remember the california raisins had a goddamn television show be they look gross there's no way you know what's really funny there's one good part about it is they're they're veggie fans <clears throat> like they're fans they kind of have a funny look <laughs> I, can, I can give it up to their dumb fans but other than that holy cow 
the idea that oh, it's so fucking stupid. But anyway, oh yeah, what? I was talking to my man about this one, Calliope. Maybe the worst. I'm Jean, and this is Liza. She's a movie hound, and we just love to watch movies. Got some good ones today, and we'll watch together as soon as I pick up all the letters you've written. Calliope with your friends Jean and Liza is brought to you every Sunday at this time by USA Network. Once again, a man and a dog. And it looks like it's totally French or fucking Canadian, some horse shit. Ugh. Oh, camp. Remember this shit? Camp Candy. The quietness of darkness. The stories told by firelight. The long nights. The food fights. A summer made of memories at Camp Candy. The moonlight, the sunshine, the rainy days and wet Even as a kid, I was like, this has got to just piss off parents. This is my show. Set free by the teen angels from his prehistoric block of glacier ice comes the world's first superhero, Captain Caveman. Now the constant companion to the teen angels, Brenda, Dee Dee, and Taffy in their hilarious and sometimes scary mystery missions. Get ready for Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. He just ate us safe. These are the adventures of Captain Harlock, a simple space pirate who fought for Earth under his own flag in the year 
once again, but me and my mom used to do shit like um, just go to movies. We call like hooky hooky days. We just take hooky days off. Like my mom got paid, and we we're just like, "Fuck this, let's go to the movies." Mom would just pick me up from school. Oh, okay, what do we gotta go for? Well, we're going to the movies. Oh, so we just go to the movies all the time. Oh, this is good. I love these PSAs. I walk on an ordinary day, but did you ever stop to think that you could get away? Take a journey on a rocket. Take a voyage on a ship. Just read a book and off you go, because reading is a trip. Explore a tropic jungle. Ooh. Discover distant planets. <laughs> or reach the glacier's tip. Just read a book and off you go, because reading <laughs> yes, is a trip. thing is infinitely sampleable but anyway it's an awful show it's so cloying i used to love the shit out of this though weirdly fucking Cadillac cat so much B. that was like the first fucking show that I ever watched that I, like <laughs> after that fucking thing like I, I got to a point where I was like I like this show so much I'm gonna be bummed out when it stops cause like I've seen shows stop before you know and like you could like feel it like this motherfucker's about to end B. like all their ideas started getting weirder and shit and you're like this isn't the show I really <laughs> Like, I swear to God, as a kid, I was like, this isn't the shit. I haven't seen this shit since whatever year that commercial or uh, theme song was out. And it's just so weird to see that. Like, what the fuck? Like, I used to, like, I was in love with that show. Like, that was, like, my shit, B. I couldn't tell you a joke off that. I couldn't tell you a scene off that motherfucker, man. But, 
you know, what are you going to do? Oh, the Centurions were my favorite toys, by the way. These little dudes that you could put, like, these, like, crazy, like, future tech armor shit on. We had missiles on your back and just fire them off and shit. They were really cool. Total choking hazard. I love my old days, man, with, like, or those old days. I swear to God, to this day, my favorite year is still, like, four. When I was four years old, I think I was doing those. That, that's the best life. Like, if your life is doing all right at four, you're, you, it's like all the entertainment was for me. Like, it's so weird. Anyway, this is a cool one. This is even different. Basically, commercials showing you how to fold your shit. Together from remote galaxies are 13 of the most sinister I, This show time. turned me out. This is how I got into DC after Superman. Dedicated to a single objective. Seven, Batman, the conquest of the universe. Only one group dares to challenge this intergalactic threat. The Super Friends. Justice League of America versus the Legion of Doom. This is the challenge of the Super Friends. I used to watch that fucking show so much. This too, I used to love Peanuts when I was a kid. Charlie Brown and the Snoopy Show type shit. <laughs> Watching Snoopy arm wrestle Lucy. It's really funny. But yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of cool shit, man. It's so weird. Like, it's like, I. <laughs> Sometimes I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around, like, well, what? What? It, there's not much. Like, once again, there's not a lot different. It's basically everybody always does the same kind of gags, but it's just. <laughs> I don't know. I don't miss this at all, but. Because it's right here. Well, how can you miss something that's in front of you, right? <laughs> right? That's show. What's it? Schrodinger's miss, right? When right before someone gets on a train, right? And then Schrodinger's missing you. I miss you already, but you're still here. Well, I really will say that. Yeah, when Chippendales Rescue Rangers showed up, that really was like a in like a sign of quality i guess like you know basically they were latecomers to the game b once again you know between the simpsons and people shit on that first year of the simpsons and they shit on the fucking shorts i would like to once again just tell you to go fuck yourself because that's crazy <laughs> I've, I've always been a fan of i guess because i grew up with it but like analyst humor shit right that shit is so f chalked up into that. It's like, that's what the whole goddamn Simpsons is about. It's like the, 
internal dynamics of a family really and shit and like you know there are other shit just their mis their and their misadventures so like the idea that people's shit like and they do it on the seinfeld too my favorite season might be the first season <laughs> like that one and maybe like the fourth like the first four seasons of the i never understand why people start them on like uh two does people shit on the first year of parks and rec i was so excited when that came out bro anyway i was excited and i loved the whole first season the whole idea <laughs> trim trying to get the pit <laughs> and he's sleeping in the pit <laughs> it's pretty funny man anyway anybody remember chuck norris's karate commandos i used to have those fucking toys Timo, the samurai warrior read chuck's teenage apprentice Tabe, the sumo champion. I used to have Tabe and Chuck in the red. Red Chuck. I'll finish Norris. It's such a rip-off of everything. This song is so good, though. That song is so fucking good. It's from Which Witch is Which, right? And it's just that, why did I write the meta joke, right? <laughs> I never met a meta that wasn't meta. <laughs> How meta? <laughs> Stupid. Anyway. I I do not get Clifford. Once again, Clifford the dog. I like. I don't mind like amp, like, like amp, the pomorphize or whatever the fuck dogs anthropomorphize whatever the fuck the one where you treat a dog like a person <laughs> right if you stretch the dog and have it talk all right well now you have a thing but like just dog dog where it just wags his tail and <laughs> falls over and is like be cross-eyed and goofy and cute i i get why it's there it's to sell shit but like as far as story points <laughs> why is that thing here Anyway, like I, I never watched an episode of Cliff of the Red Dog. There's no way. How in the well, first off, <clears throat> I should like the art style more than it is, but it there's something about it that I just don't like. Oh my god, this is weird. This is a weird show. It was like three cartoons, and it sounds like you're at the fucking. <laughs> it's like you're going to like a like a like like the comic strip. Like, it sounds like the intro that they used to use on, a uh, like, like, Comic Strip Live. With Karate Cat. He's mean, he's lean, a karate machine. Yo, baby. The Mini Monsters. Are your kids monsters? Got Minimons the answer. And who can do hip-hop better than a frog can? Get down with the street frog. And hold on for exciting action and underwater adventure with the Tiger Sharks. From now on, like your parents were, you are the secret force of pole position. They're moving real fast, they're the only ones who can get there on time. Never 
like rock music. <laughs> Earth's most powerful soldiers, motherfucker. That was what I used to call like like before there was just all black music and shit, right? Before that was the default on every like commercial and everything, which was really pissing me off in the nineties. Like the idea, like there used to be just like white music for white shit. That wasn't, but I guess that's supposed to be for everybody. Everybody likes that shit. Spiral zone, 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 zone. It's got to be one of the earliest things I remember that really that really leans into the echo chamber part of their their stuff. You know, like I must have heard it before, right? You know, right, 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 right. Those old little like Christmas tapes, huh? Halloween tapes, you know, that are creepy, crawly, horseshit. Yeah, well, there's that, you know, but like I something that I really liked and like it caught my attention for sure. That the spiral zone, 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 zone. That's the shit, be. <laughs> You know, I guess I've always had a soft spot for shit like that, I guess, because, you know, it's fun stuff the way we want to live in. should have brought up what the fuck is street frogs <laughs> of course these frogs know more about hip-hop than everybody there's street frogs that shit doesn't make any fucking sense i used to listen to this shit all the time too i, I really used to like this cartoon this is late in my cartoon years though such a fucking Beetlejuice ripoff. It's like, go oh, fuck yourself. What was he called? Ed, Ed, not Ed Brinkley. That's an actual fucking person. Ed Grimley. That's his name. That was close. My father's name was Eddie. The completely mental misadventures of cops. There you go, B. This used to confuse me when cops came out. Fighting crime in a future time. Protecting Empire City from Big Boss and his gang of crooks.
home for many centuries to a dreadful dynasty of vicious vampire ducks, the Counts of Duckula. Legend has it that these foul beings can be destroyed by escape through the heart or exposure to sunlight. This does not suffice, however, for they may be brought back to life by means of a secret rite that can be performed once a century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love getting bummed out. You don't like the cartoons, huh? Sorry, I've kind of outgrown them. Yeah, no, I did too. That's what... I, I've never watched these, and I watched them like two days ago, and it just spots of memories that i hadn't thought about in maybe the better part of 35 years That's like okay. started kind of popping into my head i hadn't really <laughs> haven't thought about it like that would make me three years old i remember this when i was a kid like and like i i didn't i totally forgot count duckula until i saw it the other day because i don't watch a lot of stuff like this yeah yeah so i thought it was fun to play this shit for a bunch of people because i thought they'd have fun hearing it like oh. I like I did seeing it. It's so weird, <laughs> you know. And the fucking Looney Tunes have the worst intros of any fucking cartoon. I'm so shocked by how shit they are. This is the best one, and it's still shit because I love Daffy Duck. Well, it looks like there was a steaming pile, and then they all just ran out of it. <laughs> or a record player, if you if you were if you were alive then. <laughs> Look at those fucking lettering. Oh well. It's amazing. It's just, I don't know. It's it just, um, I've always been a fan of Looney Tunes. I can always watch that shit. I like that shit. It's because it's goofy fun. Who doesn't like goofy fun once in a while? You know? Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting hurt. <laughs> you know? It's amazing know. because they, they keep hurting each other, but nobody actually gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daffy Duck's so fucking nuts, bro. That dude loses his shit. Like, he did one where the... <laughs> You remember those old cameras where you stick your head under the hood, right? And it's got the little extendo nose, you know, yeah, for Daffy the lens. He definitely has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucked up. I love him. I know so many Daffy Ducks, bro. It's not like I don't know Daffy Ducks. That's why I like him. I can identify that dude. <laughs> I grew up with a bunch of those dudes. That's what makes him crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I love it. I love every fucking piece and part of that bullshit. It's really All fun. Right. So, yeah, so you're on the next show, right? Uh-huh, The Edge of Insanity. Yeah. Paul Brumbaugh. Yeah, Mr. Paul. He always he always hypes my show. I should hype his show more. He's always very nice with that. Yeah, he does all right. <laughs> well, at least he's nice to, inter- you know, like to shout out the show, especially when I help him. <laughs> What's up, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, what got you up so early? What made you want to come over here and do this today? Fugue. Fugue? Or is that how you pronounce it, or is it Fugway? I'm not sure. I, I I don't know. It's You're talking a, about a psychotic need to flee from your customary surroundings. Oh oh yeah, you know what? I did that yesterday. I went to a barbecue. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. I hadn't been to like. I got a I got a text from a dude that I erased his number from the last phone because I thought we like stopped being pals, and he was like, "Hey man, we're having a barbecue, George. Why don't you come on over?" And I was like, "You know what? Fuck yeah! Smoke some pot, drink some beers. Like we looked at the ocean, sitting out there in West Portal." It's nice. Like on top of the hill. Just it's fucking cool. So got to meet some of his old friends, which was really cool because they were actually not to be a shithead, but cooler than him. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, it's part of this whole experiment I'm doing. Hey, this is still my show, bro. Just don't start turning (laughs) on lights acting like it's all good. (laughs) 
I actually got it till fucking noon, to be honest, right? Because I already played all the right. shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, excuse me. Let's get back to uh, 80s cartoons then. Yeah. Okay. I really like the design of uh, Dennis, of Dennis the Menace. Like the art design. I think he looks interesting. I like thin lines. I like I like Beetle Bailey. It's real simple, but it's a, it encompasses a lot if you think about how actually difficult it is to do what that is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what the uh, Golden State Killer used to do, balancing dishes on your shit. <laughs> Who's the Golden State Killer? That's not the same as the Zodiac Killer, right? No, it's a totally different person. Okay. That was a dude that, um, you know, Pat Oswalt, okay. his wife who died, uh, Michelle McNamara, she wrote that book. That about the wife? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Hi, Paul. <laughs> Paul Brombar, ladies and gentlemen. What's happening, folks? We're here. We're doing it. Ah, oh, he brings the energy. Bringing the energy at the noontime, man. It's like a good coffee break or something. So Paul's... we're talking about how... Hey, Pat Paul, you want to come in on the end of our show? I'm going to have to go grab a 40-inch TV out of the car. I got to grab a 40-ounce TV out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not worth stealing. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> anyway. What are we talking about? Oh, Patton Oswalt's wife. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Discovered and the Golden State Killer. And no, 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 what? no. She didn't find him, but her book came out and brought like more public attention. And then, like two months later, after the book was published, boom, they find the guy through a DNA test. Which the really interesting part to me is that the side, the side thing that came out of like all these articles, like a major sticking point with people suddenly became a thing I've been telling people about forever. Why would you ever send your DNA to people that can sell it and like give it to any authorities? And, and that's like a thing like, hmm, well, because we, we've given every, everything our, else. Yeah. All well, our personal information is out there now. It's too late. Might as well. Give why not have too. all of me? <laughs> yeah, really? I mean, the right. next thing they ask for will be arms and legs. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? What are you pointing at? Oh, well, good job, big guy. What are you going to do with that? I don't know what that means. Oh, I bet you can find out a bunch more about it, though, on Prawl's show, Edge of Insanity, coming up next. Yeah, stay tuned. Good times. Yeah, Oh, man. he's got Brandon Ray, too. The the smaller, cuter, gayer Paul. <laughs> the twink Paul? Twink Paul? Yeah. It's twinky Paul. <laughs> <laughs> if a man could dream, <laughs> I'd be a twinky Paul, twinky twink. <laughs> it's amazing that's awesome all right well whenever you're ready paul i'll I'll shut this down and we can like start working our way over to you babe cool all right let's bring up the music and uh i want to thank my guest no dinky dog Woo! what do you do big dinky dog (laughs) i I just stinky dinky all right here we go good night
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2pm. brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You It is. 